on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. This is the Roll Tidecast, the official podcast of Alabama athletics. Here's Roger Hoover. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover, and this time around, we catch up with Alabama basketball's Trevor Relliford, the longtime voice of the Crimson Tide, Eli Gold, plus soccer standout Taylor Morgan. In our first segment, Aaron Jordan speaks with former Crimson Tide point guard Trevor Relliford. They talk about playing abroad, also being part of the Alabama basketball family, plus hitting an iconic half-court buzzer beater on the night of the 100-year celebration of Alabama basketball in 2013. That big shot was in front of James Hollywood Robinson, Robert Big Shot Bob Ory, and other Alabama legends. Welcome back to the Roll Tide cast. We are joined by Trevor Relliford. Trevor, how you doing, man? Good to have you on. Uh, thanks for having me, Aaron. I'm doing good. Just, you know, I mean, just in the house, just, you know, staying away from other people, you know, and just, just hanging out with the wife. So, I mean, that's about it. Yeah, I know it's, it's tough for you, man. Just, you know, always on the go. Seems like traveling, you know, practicing, doing whatever. You, you come to like a screeching halt, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I just came back from Kansas City, so, I mean, that was uh, a little different. But, I mean, other than that, then, yeah, it's been in the house. So, talk to, uh, I guess, to start off by talking about a little bit about your playing last season and where you've been and what you've been up to here. Uh, I mean, I was in I was in Germany this, this past season. Uh, well, I mean, the mm-hmm. season that can possibly still go on, depending on what happens in the next uh, weeks or months, I guess, because they haven't canceled the league yet. So so, the, so they still have not canceled your season yet, huh? No, nah, they haven't canceled it. And, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing things that uh, that they might want to start, like, in the summertime and then push the the next season back a little bit, a little bit later. But, I mean, I, hopefully we can just worry about everybody's health and then come to, like, you know what I mean, a better decision. It's, like, as far as next season – should be like the only thing instead of like sitting out two months and then trying to finish th- this season. So that's yeah, I, I know that's gotta be tough, man. I, I can't imagine just you know when all this went down. You know, you're you're a half a country apart from your wife, who will Rachel, who we'll talk about here in a little bit. But I mean, you know, that, that must have just been crazy. You know, we're getting ready to play in the SEC tournament, and I'm sure your season was going on. Talk a little bit about how how you found out and kind of what how what got you back into the United States safe and sound. Yeah, I mean, once once we found out, uh, they canceled the games, practice. And I was in the house for like ten days before I even heard people in the states shutting anything down. Like we were already mm-hmm. like quarantined. Soon, like I mean, Germany was on top of it like right away. But I mean, just being over there for that many days, and then you know they started hearing things about the states and how everything was gonna shut down soon. I mean, we just I got on the flight like ASAP and, and got back to Alabama and and I mean now that I've just been here communicating with my team, trying to figure out if it's, are we gonna resume or not. But I mean, right now it's just just being healthy and being back close to the family and like you said, not in, a, in another country. So if something happens like like one one call away or you know what I mean, I'm right mm-hmm. here. So there you go. What, what kind of stuff are you doing? I mean, it's gotta be hard to try and stay in shape right now. You gotta. A hoop you can play at, or, or what are you doing yeah. to stay in shape? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I play. Yeah, it's definitely hard. I mean, I I, I respect everybody who's at home and on uh, doing their workouts every day, even before this. Like I know a lot of people who did in home workouts and just went outside or something and did things, but it's definitely tough. You know, what I mean, not being able to do a basketball workout. But I played when I was in Kansas City like two days, just messing around with my friends and. I mean that's about it. I mean besides like some some body weights and stuff like 
here and there. You know, Coach No, he he sent me a couple of things. So, oh I've yeah, there you go. I've been doing those, and he sent some good stuff. But I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough right now. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy, man. Well, it's, it's definitely good to have you back here in the United States, safe and sound, and back in Tuscaloosa. And so, you know, let's let's reminisce a little bit, man. You know, let's let's go back to your your playing days at the Capstone and how those days were. What do, what do you miss most, would you say? What do you miss most about the campus life in the University of Alabama? I mean, I mean, Alabama was just like, to me, just like the total experience, just from like the beginning of the year to the end. Cause like, I was a big football guy. So, I mean, going to those games and stuff like that was just like a highlight that, you know what I mean? I, I'll never forget being able to watch that, those teams win championships and, 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 be, and be able to go there, you know what I mean? For free and is it, and you know I mean those were like some of my classmates as well so that was pretty cool and mm-hmm. I mean just like all the food places around here at, at Alabama I mean and I mean it's it's a lot different from Kansas City so I mean has it, has I mean, it changed I mean, much has it changed much man you graduated in what two thousand fourteen. Yeah, right? it's t- they got they got everything here now like it's crazy and then in just six years yeah. how much has changed. I mean that's probably a good thing but i mean it, I, I definitely enjoy it now that i'm out of school and i come back here in the summers since it's like since this is where i live so right i mean it's it's good yeah yeah as as you mentioned earlier you you went to uh back home kansas city's your home congratulations on your chiefs winning the super bowl by the way oh yeah yeah i appreciate that long <laughs> time fun. long time <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you all this man Trevor, he he's he's sticks with his team because one of the first days I met you back in 2012 when I first started working, we were talking about football and you're talking. Someone mentioned about the Chiefs and you're talking about how diehard of a fan, Chiefs fan you were. So I'll give you credit, oh, yeah. man. You, you stuck with yeah. them through thick and thin. And congratulations, I've been, man. I've been I've been there. I'm day one. I'm a day one fan. I, I'm not <laughs> you're like day some one. Fan. You know who just you know switched to the Patriots and. And do those type of things. I've been, I've been with the Chiefs. I'm glad we won. And you know, even it was a Alabama player, uh, former yeah. player that was on Reggie. So yeah, Reggie Ragland. I mean, shouts right, out, man. shouts out to him, man. That, that yeah, was Levi's time. boy, Levi's guy, right there. Yeah, Bob yeah. Jones High School, Huntsville. Yeah. Up in Huntsville. Yep, yep. That was big time. I was definitely happy to see that. So you were the first person I thought of actually when the Chiefs won. So I'll give you credit, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, you 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 left a good place, Kansas City, and big sports town and good barbecue town, as you mentioned, and, you know, came, came to Tuscaloosa, man. What, what was that like? What, what brought you to Tuscaloosa? And, and kind of reflecting back, you know, what do you think of that decision you made back then? Oh, I think I think if I had to do the decision over again, I, I it would have it been the same. You know what I mean? I came down here on a visit and immediately, like, fell in love with the place. You know what I mean? Like, as far as just, like, the culture around here, just the people so, like, open and – I mean, it was just different, and that's what I needed. So, I mean, I'm glad I came down here, and you know, I mean, playing at, at Alabama was was to me it was like it was it was a, a great feeling. It was a, it was a great experience, and we got to play in the SEC against some of the big teams, Florida's, Kentucky's, you know, and being able to play in Coleman was special as well, you know, because I, I think the, for my first my freshman year, I think we were undefeated at home. Mm-hmm. And I think that was just like a big part, just with the fans just being there. And I know, like we had a we had a rough start, but you know, I mean, they stayed behind us, and and, and it was that was a good year, as far as just playing it in Coleman and beating everybody who came in there. Kentucky was ranked, so I mean, it was it was cool. So 
Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely miss those days in in Coleman and just suiting up for the tide. Well, you were you're a rare player in the fact that you you stayed here all four years, and not only did you stay here, but you met your wife here, and and you, as you mentioned, you live here now in Tuscaloosa, and are always around the program and and helping out where you can. I know you help at camps every summer and things like that. Now you got to, you've been around some coaching changes and all that, but with this most recent staff and coach Oates and their program, um, you got a special tie to their program because now Rachel is an administrative assistant. So with her being on the staff, kind of what's that like for you kind of getting to know these, this new coaching staff and how has that been for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's cool. You know I mean? Like I'm able to like, you know, talk to her a lot about like basketball stuff now. Cause I think, you know I mean? Being around it for her and, and those guys in there and they, they really like basketball, like, in a way, like nerds, kind of, because I mean, they they really like in it. You got Charlie, who's like a a great mind. You got you got Brian. You got Pitt. You got a lot of those guys, and she's around them. So now she knows the game a little bit because of that. So I mean, this it's I mean, it's cool, and and I mean, I'm always around those guys, and and they were they were open since they since they came in, and they just welcome old guys to be around. And, and did you get a chance when you're in Germany or, or wherever you, you go, wherever you are, do you get a chance often to watch games? You know, I know it's a time difference and all, but so you probably won't be able to watch the late ones. But Yeah, yeah, I definitely uh, get to watch the uh, the games um, because, I mean, we had we, we had morning practice here and there, but, I mean, for the main part, I mean, you, you, can, you can kind of sleep in in the morning and still be good for practice. So if it's a 3 o'clock game, I think that's like the 8 o'clock game here for y'all. Mm-hmm. So I think we're seven hours ahead or something. So I would just stay up and watch. I either go to sleep, take a little nap, wake up, set my alarm, wake up. But I always try to catch the games and and see those guys because I mean they were they were fast paced this year too. So I mean it wasn't mm-hmm. you know I mean it wasn't hard to see you know it was watching them type type of games. You can stay up for that. Mm-hmm. You get your blood flowing a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They shot a lot of threes. <laughs> shot a lot of threes. A lot of close games, man. A lot of close yeah. games. So. Uh, well, let's finish off a little strong here, man. Uh, let's 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 take it back to uh, again back to your playing days, and you know you had some great moments here. But talk about do you have a moment that just stands above the rest? Or I mean, I probably know what you're gonna say, but what, what's what's you know the moment that just kind of <laughs> just you know people always talk to you about when you come back to town. I think it's it's got to be the the half court shot. I it's got to be. It's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be. I mean, I, I really I, I think like I know I know where like. Like what took place? Like I knew what took place. Like, but I don't think I really like understood until I think like a two summers ago. I think I got like a picture of it from one from a guy from like a fan, and it was just crazy. And I was just like, man, this thing they still talking about this shot. <laughs> and I mean, just that moment was just like looking back on it and going back and watching like the actual call from Chris and just yeah. seeing it from that side too. And it was just like it just gave me chills, like still like thinking about it. So. I mean, that was, that was that was definitely that was definitely a hot moment. Well, I think just what what was surrounding that shot too, man. People probably remember it was not only was it senior day for that group of seniors that season, but it was also yeah. our, our 100th year celebration. So we had all the former players. We had guys from the Rocket Eight back, and yeah, some so of the it was great just fell in place. Big time moment. Yeah, Holly, yeah. Hollywood wasn't there, was he? Yeah, Hollywood was there. Yeah, sure was. Yeah, was see, that's and, and that's. That's crazy. He hit a shot in front of Hollywood, and yeah. you know it, what he done at Bama. Yeah. So, I mean, that was cool. Well, now that you say that, so here's my next question for you, man. We just 
you know, Alabama MBB Twitter account posted a, uh, yeah. you know, a little fun uh, pick three, which you were a part of. I'm sure you probably saw it. And actually, you got quite a few, few votes of who the best finisher was among the nine pictures we had there. You know, of course, Big Shot Bob was in there. He got probably the most votes, and you got a lot of votes. And, you know, Hollywood was on there as well, got a lot of votes. Who, who Was there someone, like, in the history of that, the game, is there someone that stood out to you that you just, like, looked up to or kind of gotten to know even since your time here at Alabama? Or, you know, who, who is just this, you is this, far, this, is this as far as, like, Alabama, like, players? Yes, yes, like just Alabama. Okay, okay. Recent, you know, current, past, long ago, yeah. whatever it is. I man. mean, I, mean, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like everybody just, like, keep forgetting to just, you know, mention, like, Ron Steele. Yes, no I doubt. mean, that, that's, like, I, you, you can take me off there and put him on the list. Like, I, I, yeah. I respect that because, like, I mean, that's a guy when I, before I came here, I, I kind of, like, saw videos and clips of, didn't really watch, like, a lot of games. But like just clips of, and then when I got here, I started to go back and kind of look at games, and then look at just more clips and stuff. And like he got, he had a lot of stuff, so I definitely would have would have put him in the, in in that category for sure. Absolutely, yeah, he's he's one of all time greats. And, yeah, and then just know. watching watching Kale Mikael Torrance the year before I came in here and see what he did. Like he was supposed to be in the league for sure, you know. Just Kale, Ron, other other PGs. I mean. There's a lot they, to go can, back and look, look from. Yeah, just just a, like like older than me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you had, you had a lot. Now I I'm not gonna sit here and say like I, I went back and watched Hollywood's like clips, right? But but I know, but I I always heard about him like from people like older people like from where I'm from used to like you know say stuff and. And when I signed Alabama, they always talked about him. So, mm. uh, yeah, but um, yeah. Then you got Mo Williams too. Like he had did one year, I think. He did. Did he do one or two years? He did two years. Yeah, two years. So yeah, he was I mean, the freshman of the year, the one year. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good, a lot of good point guards, man, including yourself. So <laughs> yeah, we got you definitely we got, are up there for sure. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, Holly, but, you, Hollywood Robinson. You know, yeah. some of the all-time greats, but Ennis, Ennis Watley, man, Eddie Phillips, yeah, those guys see. back in the day. Yeah, we got so, – it's people. Is, this, is that something like, you take a lot of pride in? Like, you see someone like Kyra Lewis coming in after you, and, you know, so, is that something like, hey, man, that's my position. He's holding strong. You know, is that something you, you, you look at and yeah. kind of talk to some I'm, of these guys maybe a little bit? And I mean, my my I think my thing is it was like guys like Kyle and – Guys like uh, who who has came like Red after me, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle, man. you know I think Dazon played a little bit there, but Dazon, like yeah. a guy like mm-hmm. a guy like Kyra, like especially this year, like you know what I mean I, I was able to talk to him like a little bit like here and there, but just seeing the things that he did as far as breaking the record, like I think he scored a thousand in two years, right? Yes, yes. One, uh, him and Hollywood Robinson, the only two to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 crazy. Like when you think, like when when I finish school and I see how many points I had, and then I see he did it in two. He's just like imagine, and he eighteen or just turned nineteen. Yeah, like, it's, just turned nineteen. Yeah. So like all the success that he had, and I'm able to watch it. Like that just like made me just feel better, and just like. That's how I looked at. It. I never looked at it like from a competitive side, because like if I matched up with him or ever played against him, I would be competitive. But 
I just look at it from a standpoint, the guy after me, if he doing something like I did it or doing it better, then I feel like I feel like that's what's up. Because, like, I played there, too. So it's like we keep a, a legacy going, kind of so. Yeah. What, yeah. What do you so what do you think you would have averaged in uh, NATO NATO's system? Uh, yeah, I, can, I don't I don't know. I, I really didn't. I, I think I shot the ball good my, my last year. You did. But, you shot really well, man. You averaged 18 points. Yeah. It would have been tough to beat that. You had a heck of a senior year. Yeah, but, I mean, it just kept getting better and better, like, throughout, like, every year. But I, I think I, I think his, I think his system would have been good for us, you know, not taking anything away from the way we played because it, it still helped me, like, be myself and have success on the court like I did. But I don't know. I think I think it would have been around the same amount, a little bit more, probably yeah. a little bit. I, I think I would have had more assists, so that would have been a lot better for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. As a PG, so. Yeah. Well, man, it's great to have you on, brother. I really appreciate the time, man. And glad you're back home safe with your wife and in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. And you all stay safe and healthy and all that stuff, man. Keep working hard, brother. Good to have you on. All right, Jay. I appreciate it, man. No problem. Appreciate you, man. All right. All right, no problem. Six, five, man, lost it on the way in. Ball knocked away. Relaford at two. Launches it mid-court. Buzzer. Oh! Bottom, bottom, bottom. He hit it. He hit it. And Alabama's won it. They're going to review it. But Trevor Relaford from behind mid-court launched it. It found nothing but the bottom of the sack. And oh, oh, don't you dare wipe that off. It's always great hearing from one of Alabama's all-time great point guards. There is no doubt that his half-court dagger against Georgia, plus the radio call from Chris Stewart, has become the stuff of legend. Next up, I catch up with Eli Gold, who takes us back to the early days of the Nick Saban era at Alabama, as well as detailing the experience of Crimson Tide legend Joe Namath's visits to the broadcast booth over the years. What was the 2007 season like for you getting to know Coach Saban for the first time and watching his team at Alabama for the first time? Well, you know, I had known Coach Saban as well as any broadcaster from another city was able to do because I had done interviews with him when he was at LSU. Uh, It was, you know, you knew the guy was good. You knew the guy was good. I don't know if I realized how quickly he was going to turn things around. We had this uh, function, and I don't think they do it any longer, but it was on like the first Monday when school had opened, and they had all the freshmen come to Bryant-Denny Stadium. I think we called it Bama Blast or Bama Bash. The name kind of escapes me now. But uh, we had uh, this gathering where not just not just student-athletes, but uh, – all the, the, the freshmen came to Bryant-Denny. The Million Dollar Band was there to teach them how to, the words to Yay Alabama. There were local businesses represented. There were a lot of coaches there from just to welcome these freshmen to class or to campus. Well, we had had it for years, but the football coach never attended because it was right in the middle. It was like at three in the afternoon. And it was right in the middle of football practice. So the football coaches always would tape a message to the freshmen. And we'd play it on the video screens uh, at Bryant-Denny. And all of a sudden, I went to Coach Saban 
And I said, Coach, I entered, here's what we got going on. Uh, when would you like to tape it? Why would I want to tape it? Can I do it in person? And I said, well, certainly you can do it in person. I said, but none of the other coaches ever have. He said, well, when does it start? I said, it starts at 3 o'clock on Monday, whatever the date was. He goes, okay, I'll be there at 3.01. Well, three o'clock, there I am. At, I mean, it was hot, hot, hot. I was sweating from places I didn't even know I had. And I'm standing there in the middle of the field at Bryant-Denny. There are like 5,000 freshmen and mom and dads and grandma and them. And the, the band was there. They were, we were, and I said, hello, everybody. You know, I did a big welcome. And I'm looking at the clock, and it's three o'clock and 10 seconds. No Nick Saban. Three o'clock and 30 seconds, no Nick Saban. Three o'clock and 40 seconds, here comes Nick Saban. Trots out, grabs the microphone after I give him the nice introduction. He talked three and a half, four minutes. And Roger, he was absolutely spectacular. Now, he was not recruiting anybody. These were kids who were already at Alabama student athletes and the regular student body but he was there to get everybody involved to tell them how they are part of this program and how the student participation is so important uh, something he talks about to this very day and he i mean when he was done i was ready to go out and hit somebody <laughs> i mean he was good and i'm driving back to birmingham after the the function was over and i called my wife on the phone and I said, Claude, I said, now I know why this guy is such a great recruiter. I said, the people, young and old alike, he had everybody eating out of his hand. It was <laughs> remarkable. And that's, again, even more when I realized this guy's good and this is going to be spectacular. Now, did I imagine, you know, after the Independence Bowl against Colorado that the uh, Clemson game the next season would start this meteoric rise. I don't know if I was that foresighted to see that, but it sure as heck did, didn't it? It sure did. And as I talked about John Parker Wilson, and we are going to interview a legend from all of these games that will re-air coming up. Uh, we talked right. about all the conversation it seemed like, especially from a national perspective, was on Clemson, the dynamic running game they had and the fact that they should win the ACC and could mm -hmm. contend for a spot in the BCS title game down the road. But at the end of the game and really before the second half was over, the conversation was all Alabama. Is that how you felt in the booth? Definitely. Um, you know, Bama scored early and often. That was an interesting situation, though, for us. That was the year where I had 12 or 13 different color men working alongside of me. Snake had left. Phil Savage hadn't come in yet. And we were basically doing auditions on the air for a new analyst. So it was a totally different season anyway. Every week I was talking to somebody on the phone telling them, here's how you got to do it. Here's to tell you how weird it was. And I won't mention the, the guy's name so as to not embarrass him. But we're doing a game with one of our uh, one-time visitors. And I said to the guy, I said, well, that was a great play by such and such. And such and such happened to play the same position 
as my guest analyst did. So I said to myself, boy, this is great. I'll tee him up. And he can say, yeah, that was a great play because yada, 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 yada. So I said on the air, I said, well, man, I said, that was a great play. He handled that beautifully, didn't he? And my color man looked at me and he went. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. Doesn't work he on radio. At me. <laughs> and I hit my cough switch. I turned my mic off and I reached over and turned his mic off. And I looked at him. I said, you got to say something. <laughs> so. The whole season was unusual, but uh, starting off the way they did, scoring early and often against Clemson, uh, that was very impressive. And, of course, uh, we all know how that season progressed. It was a, a spectacular year. Certainly was with the big wins down the stretch, going 12-0 and in the regular season. Everyone still talks about the blackout game at Georgia. What do you remember about that game sure. specifically? Well, two things. I remember talking to... Coach Gene Stallings, uh, we'd always stayed in touch. I was doing the games when Coach Stallings uh, had the, the head coaching role and won a national title. And I talked to him before the game, and I remember him saying to me, he goes, well, if you got them worrying about what they're going to wear, we got that game in the bag. And uh, But I'll tell you, going into the game, yes, Alabama had played all right, but you know, how good truly was Clemson. You just didn't know after the way Bama handled them. Then you had a couple of weaker opponents, if I remember correctly. So now in, it's week four and you're saying, well, you know, let's see what this is all about. And I remember leaving Sanford Stadium that night in Athens and walking back to the car and saying to myself, well, I believe we got something special here. I remember saying that uh, because you just didn't really know. You knew they were good, but how good? And again, when you whip up on Clemson in week one, like you did, well, you know, that was great for Bama, but, you know, how good is Clemson really going to be? I mean, so there were questions. But walking back to the car that day, I said to myself, now we got ourselves a ball club here. So I remember that vividly. Uh, I really do. And that turned out to be, of course, a special season, winning the SEC West, and then everything sure. really fueled the run in 2009 that Alabama would have en route to a championship. Uh, you mentioned something as well. Your radio partner, Phil Savage, comes in for the 2009 season, and when I was driving around Tuscaloosa on Saturday listening to the 2009 Alabama-Tennessee game, I heard another guest that dropped by the booth, and he's somebody that's dropped by the booth many, many times over the years, Joe Namath, the Alabama yeah. legend, the NFL Hall of Famer. Just how much do you enjoy getting to see him usually once or oh. twice a year at Bama games? Well, I love it. You see, going back to my youth, I grew up in New York City, as many folks know, and in those days, the New York Giants, the New York football Giants, had a waiting list for tickets that was, well, like Alabama. You know, it was like 50,000 names on the waiting list for tickets. So my dad and I couldn't get season tickets. But the New York Titans, they were the predecessors to the Jets in the American Football League. The Titans played at the Polo Grounds. And when Shea Stadium was built at the end of the runway for LaGuardia Airport, the Titans moved to Shea Stadium. And because of the proximity to the airport, they were renamed the Jets. So my dad and I 
had season tickets at that point at the new stadium, at Shea Stadium, and Joe Namath was the Jets quarterback. So I was always a fan of Joe. I loved uh, everything he is, uh, you know, I I loved everything that he was uh, involved with. Uh, The other thing was that I first met Joe intimately when he showed up at the, I guess it was the bowl game in Miami when Bama played Colorado, the blockbuster bowl, it might've been called at that time. I forget. In any event, Joe comes into the booth. Well, here I got snake sitting to my right. I got Joe Willie sitting to my left. I mean, I thought I had gone to football heaven. I mean, this was unbelievable. Well, I was smart enough to just call the play and hush up. (laughs) And between the plays and even halftime, instead of turning it back to whoever was doing halftime at the time, probably Tom Roberts, we just kept the conversation going. It was spectacular. I mean, it was... It was great radio, not because of my questions, I guarantee you, but because these guys, the stories they were telling. And Joe enjoyed it, and Snake enjoyed it. I loved it. And we just made it a a regular date. Whenever Joe came to Tuscaloosa or wherever where we were playing, he was always welcome, and he'd come to the booth. He wouldn't necessarily spend a whole half like he did in that game against Colorado, but he was he's always welcome and even to this day like you say he'll come to a game or two and we always uh, a uh, you know I'll always uh, let him come on ask him to come on there's no letting I'll ask him to come on and he usually does and we shoot the breeze a little bit and it's uh, it's a lot of fun it really is it's hard to think of anything more Alabama than Eli talking football with Kenny Stabler and Joe Namath during a bowl game We close out this episode with Roots Woodruff catching up with a very busy Taylor Morgan. A news media major who graduated in May 2020, she hosted an early segment of the Roll Tide cast last fall, has appeared on our Hey Coach radio show, and has interned with the Tuscaloosa News last winter. Taylor is currently pursuing a master's degree at Alabama while serving as the vice chair of the Southeastern Conference's Student Athlete Advisory Committee and preparing her senior season as a midfielder on the soccer pitch this fall. I'm Roots Woodruff, and we're here with Taylor Morgan from the Alabama soccer team. Uh, Taylor, you play midfield. Uh, for those of us who, who don't watch soccer every day, um, you know, a goalie's kind of, you know, everybody knows what a goalie does, and everybody kind of has an idea what a forward does. And defender, I mean, it's right there in the title. <laughs> what, what does a midfielder do? For a midfielder, it's really important to control the game. Um, if you control the ball, you control the game. And you just kind of, you're box-to-box um, running back and forth every play. And you're just kind of a link between the forwards and defenders. Um, you're looking for the balls over the tops, the three balls. You're kind of a playmaker. I wouldn't say you're the goal scorer because that's the forwards' jobs, but you're the connector between the two. So you're, you're, you're more of the, uh, the intermediary, um, getting, getting the ball where it needs to be so people can score. Exactly. Uh, but also scoring yourself. I mean, yeah, you, a couple you, times. You, you've, got, you've got a couple of shots in there uh, uh, that, are, that have hit the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Um, 
soccer not a, a new thing for your family? Uh, you had two brothers, uh, and both of them, I think, played soccer uh, at the collegiate level? Yeah. Um, so both my older brothers played soccer. One of them went to Emory um, in Atlanta, and the other went to West Florida in Pensacola. And my stepdad actually works for Manchester United in England. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he's the North American scout. So soccer is really big in my family, but neither of my parents actually played soccer. So my dad played football, and my mom didn't do anything. My mom was a mascot. So <laughs> it was really cool, I think, for her to see like all three of her kids go to play soccer. Um, and I have a little sister who just turned 10, and she already is in love with soccer. So I think it's really cool to be surrounded by it outside of Alabama, go home and be able to talk to my family about it, watch games. Now, you came here uh, out of New Jersey, uh, Westfield, New Jersey, but you were born in Birmingham. Uh, you've lived in Florida, you lived in Birmingham, and, and then you finished up uh, high school in, in New Jersey. Um, what brought you back to um, Tuscaloosa? I really like the South. Um, all my family lives in the South. My grandparents live in South Alabama. My aunts live in South Alabama. My brothers both came back to the South, um, and they both live in Atlanta. So I wanted something that was warm, first of all, because that was really important to me. Um, Especially and, coming out of New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did not like the snow. Shoveling was not my thing. Um, <laughs> but I wanted something where football was important, and it was a big school, and it was a great like team atmosphere, and Alabama checked all the boxes. And it does that for a lot of people. What are you looking forward to going kind of into the senior year? I mean, I, I, you know, everybody tells tells you that it gets going to go fast, but now you know. Oh, it's fast. Yeah. It's fast. I actually can't believe it. Um, the alumni come back and they're like, there's no way you're a senior. And I'm like, no, guys. Like, yeah, I am. Um, and it's really cool because of the fact that I've got to watch all these alumni grow into getting jobs and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's really cool because now I'm really excited to go out into the world and be a senior. But I'm definitely going to miss being on a team, going to morning workouts as much as I dread them right now. Um, and just like the atmosphere of being a part of something that's bigger than yourself. You see, and for a lot of people, I think, uh, especially probably your opponents, um, it seems like Taylor Morgan's been here forever. I mean, because you started uh, started as a freshman, you're a three-year starter right now, uh, heading into your senior season. Um, so I, I think that they're, while the alumni may think that you've been uh, only here a minute, uh, your, your opponents know how long you've been here. But you're not only a uh, you know a, a, a soccer player; you're also um, a, a emerging media mogul here. You're uh, you, you've been on Hey Coach, the uh, the radio show um, for, for the Crimson Tide, and then uh, you came on with us uh, in 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 the fall uh, talking to Chloe Mize um, about her career um, as kind of our host. Um, and now you're interning with the Tuscaloosa News, um, uh, you know, working the uh, the sports beat. What brought you? I know you're a news media major, but what brought you kind of to, to, to want to do this? I really like uh, the idea of media. Um, I think that a lot of people like to look at me because I'm different and they like to see different things. Um, and the fact that Wes Hart, our coach, does not like being on camera, being on the news, like that kind of stuff, he says is not his thing. So Whenever there's an opportunity, he always puts my name out there. I got to go on WVUA, um, which was super cool. And then in the SEC tournament, I got to be interviewed after the game on the SEC network. And that was probably one of the coolest experiences of my college career so far because it was after we just beat Auburn. And that probably was one of the biggest wins in the past three seasons that I've had. So stuff like that really makes it special, especially because I get to be a part of the team um, and represent Alabama soccer. 
Well, you, you mentioned that Auburn win, but you, you've been a part of you know, several big wins. Um, what has it been like to kind of represent Alabama during that period of time? It was really cool. Um, my freshman year, we got to play Wes's old team, FSU, and I scored the goal as a freshman, and that probably like was the highlight of that year because of the fact that we got to go to the NCAA tournament, and that was something we hadn't done in a long time. Like, And then we beat Texas A&M, which was super cool, which is another top 10 win. Um, and Neely Martin got the goal, and she's the center back. So the fact that she ran all the way down the field and I passed it to her, she came out of nowhere and scored – and we upset them was completely unreal because like it was a team win and it wasn't just individuals it was something that like I said was bigger than yourself and I think that's what this program has become something bigger than just individuals and I think that's what has happened over my past three years and getting to watch it has been surreal. And I think that you see in in soccer you you see the big names and, and you think it's an individual sport but really is especially the collegiate level a team effort all the way through. Um, so I think it's neat the way that, that your team has really kind of come together and, and over the last four or five years, uh, really since West came on campus, um, have, have kind of bonded together and, and gotten those kind of wins. So in addition to your, your soccer and your classes and your work in the media, you're also uh, in your first year as a member of SAC, which is the Student Athlete Advisory Committee for Alabama. Um, and they put you up for something else. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I just got nominated as vice chair um, for the SEC SAC, which is super cool. I went to a conference in Birmingham at the SEC headquarters, and just a bunch of kids from different sports, different schools, all SEC schools, we came to meet, talk about kind of the issues that were going on within being student athletes um, and come up with proposals that we can make we got to nominate someone for vice chair because Jake Gibbons, who swims at Texas A&M, is graduating, and he's the current chair. And um, my peers, I guess, just voted me, which is super cool, um, and I'm so excited, and I can't wait to get started for it. And this is something where you're taking the voice of the student-athlete, not just for Alabama, but for the Southeastern Conference uh, student-athletes, um, into conversations with um, not just the SEC office, not just Greg Sankey and his staff, but for you know, you're going to be having conversations with presidents of universities, of athletic directors like our own Greg Byrne, and the faculty athletic reps. Um, and so you're really taking this and, and expanding the voice uh, of athletes um, throughout the conference. What does that mean to you that, that um, I know you said it's super cool, but you know, what does it mean to you to be able to have that voice and um, and take what you guys are talking about here uh, locally to the conference level? I think it's really special, the fact that I get to do it myself, because the fact that my peers from other schools trust in me and Jake to do this is, like, beyond words, like, important to me. Um, I always have been an advocate of creating something that's bigger than just yourself and like I said um, before in an interview I know that we are all competitors on the field every single SEC team against each other there are rivalries you know there's big competition but off the field we all are part of the same conference and the best conference in the country and I think that striving to create this group and community of more than just athletes Um, you know, more than just competitors, something bigger. We're doing something for the future of the SEC. We're paving the path for the kids who are to come and making sure that this is the best possible experience for them. And seeing what works and seeing what doesn't work is 
is really crucial and the fact that we can all come together and talk about things that are going on within our own campuses that relate to each other is super super special and I don't know that many other conferences are honestly as close as we are and able to do the things that we do like that. That's absolutely true, and, and you know, as, as the saying goes, it just means more uh, in the SEC. One of the one of the high points of SEC soccer and and Alabama athletics in general is um, you guys are scholar athletes. Um, you know, you've obviously been on the SEC academic honor roll um, the first three years of your career, and uh, and certainly look to um, continue that out. But you're also Am I right? In May, graduating? Yeah, from my undergrad um, in news media with my sports broadcasting concentration. But you already started grad school. Yeah, I just started in the um, sports hospitality uh, management program here at UA, which is incredible. Um, And I will be finishing at the end of this year, hopefully. So then I'll graduate with two degrees instead of one. So my dream, hopefully, is to work for the SEC. Um, Just you know, still paving the way for kids to come, knowing what it's like to be in their shoes, knowing what it's like to go from practice, like morning weights to class to afternoon practice, then to more class, and knowing that it those things are really important in the long run and giving those kids the opportunity to use that to go somewhere. Because being an athlete, I think, is something really special, and it prepares you for life in ways that normal things can't and it puts you in situations and where you're pressured where your back's against the wall and you have no choice but to keep moving and I hope that in my future I'm able to create an opportunity for kids to know that they aren't the only ones in that situation you know that like there's light at the end of the tunnel and this will all be worth it one day so so soccer player uh student uh, you've been working since you since you got to campus, uh, you know, outside of um, both of those things. Now all your responsibility with the SAC. What does a free moment look like for you, or are there any? <laughs> yeah, there there is few, um, but I like to spend them with my team, and I don't think that's a lot of thing or something that a lot of people can say. Um, I love my teammates, and I wouldn't say that my first years it, we were as close as we are now. Um, I think that bringing in all these girls early is really, really helping us get closer because sometimes one year just isn't enough time for you to spend with someone. So we like to do a lot of team activities. We like to go bowling. We like to volunteer. Um, community outreach is one of like my favorite platforms, and that's what I like to focus on, especially with SAC. Um, we like to go to the Veterans Home. We like to go read at the local elementary schools. I volunteer every single week on Fridays. So that's just something that I find important to me, so I make time for it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we appreciate you coming down and sitting down with us, and and we're going to let you go, but uh, we appreciate your time, and roll tide. Thank you, roll tide. There's no doubt Taylor is getting the most from her Alabama experience. Well, that's a wrap for this go-around. We hope you enjoy the Roll Tide cast, and we thank you for spending some time with us. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let us know things you would like to hear in the future. And now, we'd leave you with this Crimson Tide moment from head coach Nick Saban. But I want everybody here to know, this is not the end. This is the beginning. This has been the Roll Tide cast, the official podcast of Alabama athletics. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Crimson Tide Sports Network.